Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. It's bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one. Enough stories about breaking our father. <laughs> I broke it that day. It's never the same. It's time for Spider Man. I love the way Defoe in the first movie, the Sam Raimi movie, the way he says Spider Man. Yeah. He did a really, it's like comic, some cartoon element to it, dastardly evil, but it's still like also frightening and creepy. He, he did a great performance. Oh, and they name him because of the newspaper, right? We actually see, because so many of these superhero names, the name's not really in the movie. Yeah, especially Mar- Marvel sort of does it, and then everyone, and somebody will start being like, oh, yeah, your name is this, oh. Yeah. Hey, Cap. I guess, actually, Marvel does it pretty blatantly. Well. I mean, the first movie is I Am Iron Man, is how he ends. Him, yeah. But no, but I mean, like, a Black Widow's never referred to as Black Widow, is she? No, you're right, and Hawkeye is never. Never really... referred to as Hawkeye. He calls his daughter Hawkeye. Hey, yeah, like yeah. A little... Little hot guy. But Spider-Man is the one character where, like, because he works for the Daily Bugle, right, mm. that they actually are like, are, how do we sell this? How do we spin this? What do we call him? Doesn't J. Jonah Jameson comes up with... Don't they? I feel like they run through some options even, maybe. They're that brainstorming right. and spitballing, and, they, and then Spider-Man comes up. Wow. Imagine so much has changed where that actually was, like, realistic. Oh, yeah. Or not even realistic, but they're like, oh, yeah, the guy, he works for the newspaper. You can never yeah. do that now. Well, now he could. He'd just be a dying... They wouldn't be able to pay him. <laughs> Actually, I feel like they don't pay him in the other one either. Yeah, They're like, ah, sorry, Parker. We're going to have to pay you in scraps. And he's in high school. Why, why would he be getting paid? Wait, wait, yeah, wait a minute. How is he a photographer for the newspaper in high school? What? The Daily Bugle in New York? He lives in Manhattan and... Hey, we could really use your photographs, high school child. The the equivalent tell, of the New York Times says no. I couldn't tell if it was the New York Times or if it was more of like the filth type, like New York Post. You New know York what I mean? Post, yeah. Like it was just like something was just like sensational news. So they're like, yeah, uh, of course we'll hire anybody. We'll hire you, this little young punk. I J. They, Jonah Jameson seems more sensational, which makes sense when we go into this new movie. I think they only hire Parker not because of just because he can get photos of Spider Man. No one else can. But he's in the door already. He's there, isn't he? Oh, I didn't think that. No, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe you're right. I thought that's what gets him. That's what he's, it's also how he like sells very a freelance job yeah. where he can just anybody can submit, and he's like, "Look, I have these." I think yeah, actually, you might be right. But yeah, and also, I think you are right too. It has to be more sensational because the Daily Bugle. It either sounds small time, you know, like there's a downtown LA newspaper, and it has like one of those frivolous. It sounds like a small town name, the Los Angeles Gazette, you know. <laughs> Which you know is not the New York Times that goes all over the world. It's just for little local things. The Daily Bugle sounds like that sort of that title, that name. Yeah, you're right. It sounds like uh, Superman on his farm. That would be the, what was thrown on the door, the porch in the morning. Would be the Daily Bugle. Now that you're, now that we're talking about it, I don't know how a superhero would remain anonymous, other than Batman, who's like operates in the dark at night like most of the time you'd be in the day and somebody would just follow you to your, wherever you end up how would you get home well spider-man can swing away who could follow him 
Or people, anyone that could fly could get away. But Spider-Man could swing, how would you track that? I don't know, I feel like you could. I feel like you could kind of monitor him and be like, all right, I'm going to end up in this part of the city, I'm going to be in this part of the city if you see him swinging by. Uh. Paparazzi, they're, they're everywhere. The paparazzi. So let's get into the actual Spider-Man sequel, which we... What would you what would you your your rating of this one? How did you feel throughout Ooh. and coming out and now days later and okay, you digested it. This is a very interesting particular picture because the first third of the movie, generously two fifths, is not good, but then there's a big twist reveal, which is I'm not sure. I've ever seen a movie be so invigorated, reinvigorated, invigorated by a twist mm. that recontextualizes the stuff you didn't like mm-hmm. that came before it yeah. and makes that sort of necessary in a way where you're like, well, I can't not like it, even though I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like, yeah, it's I'm very necessary yeah. and important that the whole point of it. Um, should we go right in and talk about that, or do you want to, you go first and then we'll? Well, let's just if someone hasn't heard, seen it and doesn't plan on seeing it, like the plot. I mean, this, the movie's supposed to take place. One of my issues with the movie is it's supposed to take place right after the last Avengers Endgame movie, where they've basically undone the snap that happened. That half of the population of Earth and the whole universe has been wiped out for five yeah. years, and then it's brought back. And so this movie's supposed to deal with the consequences of that. But it doesn't really. It The only consequence yeah. is that one of the kids in their school has aged five years while everybody else was gone. So now he's older. So it's like, oh, this is weird. This one guy's... Yeah. Which was a funny gag in the, the opening. They have like a newsreel produced by the kids in the school, which they did in the... Uh, they do it in the like other... Their public access channel. Yeah. That was the, very funny. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. But then they don't... They like kind of like, all right, let's forget about the blip from now on it's all about you're right and this is a big problem i had with the movie was right from jump everything they're doing seems so inconsequential i mean for spider-man who was just in outer space and saving the world and he's working with sentient trees and rabbit raccoons with guns and stuff i to then just be like okay i need to go back to school and i have a crush on this girl what no that's the first thing that he says this, oh, I really like MJ. I have a plan for when we go to Europe, which you're like, high schools don't go to Europe. Yeah, there's no high school trip to Europe. Also, they have never established that he has a crush on MJ. In the first movie, he's dating the other girl. Or likes her at first and then ends up going to the prom with her. And they they have great chemistry. And, M- yeah. and uh, MJ, played by Zendaya, seems more like she likes Peter Parker. But he doesn't really notice her because she doesn't really dress herself up she's not yeah glamorous like the other girl in the first movie so he's just which is a very 80s trope which the first movie was doing right yeah the kind of ferris Bueller. she's uh ducky from what was that 16 candles or something you know the breakfast she's... club too right Isn't there... yeah they're always it's like such a trope of those oh i didn't even realize you were right there all along yeah. i mean it's almost just a romantic comedy trope more than an 80s movie trope but both um but they never established that he has anything for her. And literally the first scene we're dropped right into is him. 
okay, I've got a plan to get MJ, and it's like a six-step plan. He's buying her jewelry and confessing his love, and you're like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. Where did this come from? How are we... It was... And you know what it was? All over again, it felt like, was Avengers Age of Ultron, where yes, all of a sudden, we've never point. seen Mark Ruffalo speak to Scarlett Johansson in these movies, and the movie opens at the party, and they're like, so... Is it obvious how much of a crush I have on the Hulk? You know, what? Yes? No? They, it's not they, whoa, whoa, whoa. they did speak, but they didn't. The movie prior, they don't have like sexual chemistry no. like that. They, she comes to him and is kind of afraid of him, and he's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm dangerous. I could kill you in any sense." She's kind of like, "Oh shoot!" She looks frightened most of the, the first movie yeah. and all of their interactions. And if anything, I thought they were pairing her up with Hawkeye. They seem like they. I mean, they were they were mm, seem to be no. dealing with a past fling, right? But uh, I don't know. Really? I never, no. I always thought of them as like brother just, sister just type friends, just on the Platonic level. Friends, yeah. But they had more chemistry, at least. They had more scenes together. Yeah. I don't know if they had more chemistry. They had chemistry as friends. They had friend friendship chemistry. Yeah. Like, I'm always there for you. I'm not gonna ever be, but not by your side. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, well, this one is tough. I think going into the Spider-Man, you know that you have to uh, deal with Robert Downey Jr. Junior's character Tony Stark's death, and how that is—he's supposed to be the the Uncle Ben father figure to our Spider-Man in this universe. Yeah. And then you also have to deal with the snap and all the consequences. And they kind of brush over the consequences of the snap, and then they kind of played up. I feel like in the preview they played up much better the the Tony Stark death and how much how impactful it was on uh, Peter Parker. But this one is kind of like. Yeah, him filling I the forget, shoes. I forgot that it even happened. I yeah. Like, what? Oh, yeah. He, I guess he is mourning him. We talked about I thought the scene got cut. There's a great shot in the preview of him on the rooftop with a big mural of Tony behind him, and he's kind of crying. And uh, It's in you, it. It's, it's in it, but it's just not played up the way the preview really makes you like, whoa. Because you're distracted. You're distracted by Marissa Tomei's in love with uh, John Favreau's character. And Happy. you have... Yeah, you have Parker's in love, and you're like, why is he in love? He shouldn't even be thinking about love. Love's not on your mind after you've been wiped off the existence for five years and then brought back to this huge galactic battle happens and your mentor dies. That's all that's on your mind. You're not thinking, oh, man, I really like this other this girl at school. You're not even thinking about school. Why do you even go to school? He doesn't need to go to school. The guy saved the universe. Don't get me started on this. First of all, kids... No kids like going to school. How would you be able to go back to school after what he just did in Avengers Endgame, saving the world? You would never be able to drag yourself back to school. Plus, why would the world want him to go back to school? Aunt May, Marissa Tomei, is negligent sending him back to school. We know so many successful high school dropouts. Al Pacino is a high school dropout. He didn't need to go back to school. We knew. Like, You're I like the first him. person you mentioned. He's like, he could have been in this movie. And he's a high school dropout. Did you know that? He didn't need to go. We don't learn that much in school. School is to help you figure out what you want to do. If any, it's just a, it's a waste of his potential. You're it's right. to keep you preoccupied. The world doesn't need him to go to. What is he going to do? Learn a side trade in case the superhero thing doesn't work out. Learn, learn a skill and trade just in case. Come on, he's a superhero. That's what he's going to do. I'm sure Iron Man left him a nice little. He's got to have a slush fund somewhere. That's not what they call it when somebody leaves you money. <laughs> yeah, I got. It. Yeah, you know, my daddy left me a slush fund. <laughs> you know, my... It's in the Cayman Islands. My... Uh... <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's... In what world would they send this kid back to school? What a waste of his time that would be to go to high school. And he would be so 
bored of it. He's seen way too much. It was pointless. It was like... High school is just to keep us preoccupied. Let's face it. Come on. We're hamsters on the wheel. We're not really learning all that much at that point. No, yeah. High school, you're learning. learning, Yeah, learning, interacting with people and all that stuff. But he's already interacted with the the biggest heroes who saved our world. So, of course, he's... Yeah. It would make more sense if the movie started out and they're like, where is Parker? You know? Everybody else is back. Why isn't he here? And then his his friend Ned would have to be like, oh, uh, I don't know. (laughs) That that was an interesting idea that they played up in this movie is that because he has a secret identity, he's constantly lying to everybody. And then even yeah, Zendaya yeah. later on in the movie is like, "Why well, you're once she re- figures out he's Spider Man, she's like, "Why wow, you you're really good at lying. Like you guys do this effortlessly. This is kind of scary and frightening." Which is interesting because the villain is lying and it's all, I, that was cool. That, that was that a, is a big part, theme. Yes. You can see that they were injecting into the movie constantly. That was effective and. That's the part, the biggest part. That's that's why I come away saying like, oh, I liked it. Yeah. Even though there's big things where I go, I, there's huge swaths of the movie where I go, ah, skip, 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 skip. Yeah, it's funny because when you said my rating, the first thing I thought about was that twist, and and I like some of what it's speaking to. Mm. Once we talk about the twist, we'll talk more about like kind of what it's a commentary on. Yes. Um, but, and I mean, we could almost just talk about. We don't believe in spoilers here. But no, we'll get. Well, let's. We'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get we'll to go it. Scene, scene by scene, almost. But, but then I, uh, as you, as as you were talking, a part of me felt like well, you, maybe you should have mentioned that it was disappointing. Like after Spider-Man: Homecoming, which was so good and so tight throughout. Yeah, as yeah. a whole movie, it's. I was watching it the other day. I, I made it maybe thirty minutes in. I liked the whole thirty minutes. I wasn't like, oh, let me right. fast forward to this scene. I was like, no, I'm not going to fast forward. I like the whole movie as. And it it felt so much better than it should have been. Mm and set the bar and set an expectation whereas this one mostly felt very disappointing aside from a few and the, the parts i liked i really liked and it's still a good chunk of the movie that yes I liked, yes you know? it's a substantial a part of the movie i really enjoy and 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 like so it's a it's it's an interesting balancing act of this because there's also so much that's so unbelievable that's so far-fetched it's unnecessary well like which give me an example the scene with the bus oh and my the god. cell phone picture. The oh my god. guy takes a picture and then there's the drones are shooting at so the yeah, kids. So it's ridiculous. Spider-Man receives from Nick Fury. He receives these glasses, these like Tony Stark glasses, which I thought were, I liked the idea of him wearing Tony Stark glasses because he's supposed to be like following in his footsteps. So he has these silly glasses that control, seems to control everything, but it also controls these drones from outer space that he can just fire down and kill anybody any, at any There's point. a defense system, it says, but it only appears to be a couple of drones. A lot of drones, but... A yeah. lot of drones, right. So he uses these drones to kill the kid that has a picture of him because he undressed in front of... Because he was going to change costumes, he had to some for some reason undress under this this Nick from one of Nick Fury's agents. He had to undress in front of them, and the uh, the for, kid, again for the, no reason, yeah, no Why? reason. Right? That and was this, so unbelievable that she it's would only make to him do set that. up the next scene to set up, and it's like oh, it's cascading things that are unbelievable that you're like, why this isn't funny? Yeah. And also that's wrong of Nick Fury. I felt in the, in the Me Too era. I mean, I know Peter Parker's not a, but it isn't even Nick Fury. Maybe that's why. But he set up that whole situation. But the scrolls don't. They don't play the Me Too game. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, they're that's from another true. world. They, they You're right. I guess it's yet. all fair game. Did you think that in the moment though? You're right. I guess they don't I, play. No, by I just roles. thought the scenes pointless, and I wish 
get me out of here. Get me to Mysterio. I want to see more Jake Gyllenhaal, and we haven't even been introduced. We haven't seen him in like 30, 40 minutes. That's that's so funny because I really cared about the well-being of this fictional teenager when he walks in and take off all your clothes. Take off all your clothes, you know. Yeah, it's, it's supposed like, to be a oh, funny this scene. Guy's a child, yeah. you know. He's not no. going to disrobe in front of you, lady. No, it's because that's actually the double standard. Where with because now we have to start to. We usually think of uh, if a young man, fifteen, sixteen, is has to undress in front of a hot lady. It's like, oh man, yeah, good for him. You know, it's like the when the, the teacher who gets arrested for getting with their students and yeah. she's hot and they're like oh adam sandler made a those. whole movie about it about child rape that like, hey, hey, i'm the cool guy in school i'm sleeping with susan sarandon or <laughs> was the teacher what movie uh thank you daddy or whatever what's it called be my daddy the andy samberg one. Oh wow oh man yeah it's it's a joke right but now we're starting to be like no it's not like it's messing up the kid yeah and the kid has no like and so, like, in this movie, he has to undress in front of a woman. It's supposed to be funny because, oh, she's hot. Right, she's <laughs> beautiful. Him, you know? And, and he's, like, all, he's so awkward and bumbling. But you want me to... I love that Tom Holland. That's because that's what he is in this movie. He's, like, awkward to the next level. It's like, you just saved the universe, dude. Like, you need to be, like... This is not a big deal. Everything you're thinking that's a big deal is not. And he's deal. not that awkward in the first movie. He's almost playing no. more of Andrew Garfield's mumblecore yes. Spider-Man in this. Yeah. The whole movie is just a one note. He's so good as the Spider-Man and all everything else he's done for Marvel, the Tom Holland. This one it just felt so one note of so stuttery and awkward. And like you said, at this point he should be so good at lying. He seems like he's struggling with it. Kind of like yes. Oh, but, 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 but I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, 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 what? Every situation, is, uh, every single scene, you're like, okay, like yeah. this, give me, give him some like dimensions, you know, give him, yeah, he's this is the worst Spider-Man I've seen, I think, of, of any of them, or of in him in the Marvel, you mean? Because at least in the, because I don't like Tobey Maguire, but at least he puts the mask on, and he's not Tobey Maguire anymore. He just looks like a cool Spider-Man swinging around, yeah. and, I thought, and I liked those scenes of him swinging around, and the suit looked great. This one, because the suit doesn't look great. So this is the worst Spider-Man or the worst Peter Parker? Or... Overall. Uh, oh, combo, I'd say. Okay. Hmm. Which is shock. It's, but some of it is also Holland, because I think of him as the best coming off of my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I have, he has a higher, I'm high. A higher, yeah, yeah. Ceiling to reach. But then because he doesn't even get close, it's like even hurts more and it makes it like, oh, well. Mm. Even Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire is, isn't going to. Well, they go very Iron Man 3 in this, where he's not really in the suit that much. Half the time he's in this That's night my... monkey suit, black suit, yeah. you know, as an alter like ego, yeah, foreign. I like no. And I, but I, the thing is, I didn't like his Parker in this one, even though I've liked it. This is one of my least favorite Parkers. He's just, bah, 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 like you're saying, he's just... Which is very Andrew Garfield, really, this stuttering, mumbling. But he made that work, you know? Him and Emma Stone have such good chemistry. I mean, he, he does have good chemistry with Zendaya and... She's great. She was the big takeaway for me. She's a really interesting yes. performer. Great yeah. face. Very tall. She's got that kind of Nicole Kidman elegance to her, even though she's not playing it up at all. Young, yes. I mean, obviously, young ingenue at this point. She was really good, especially when he, like, is awkward and doesn't... He's, like, about to knock on the door, and she opens the door, and she's like, oh. Just, like, her reactions, like, the little, little moments like that. She yeah. was really... She's really good. She's really interesting to watch. I wonder if they'll ever... I was thinking that they should do something with her, like make her 
superhero in some way. Like, that's oh. not part of the MJ character, I guess, but... Yeah, why not? She could be a spider woman yeah. girl. Yeah. That would be actually really cool, because she's... Yeah. She's definitely a star. Where did she come from now? A Disney, Disney. show? Disney. She wasn't a singer she was on at any point, same, was she? Like, on a show with Bella Thorne together. Oh. Was she and a singer at any kind point? Of gone or there was no music? career trajectories. I don't know who Bella Thorne is. Oh, she's... There's nudie pictures, right? She posted her own so that in case they got out or... Is that her? Yeah, I remember that. That was one story that came out. Even though she, I'm pretty sure she's already posted, essentially nude pictures oh. of her all over. Like, I guess she got hacked and she preemptively. That was the latest story. Released them before they could. They tried to blackmail her. She right? just seems like one of those Disney stars that's gone the uh. Miley Cyrus direction, where uh. they go very opposite of the Disney brand because kind of like a rebellious. Screw you! I'm going to be right. like very sexy and all, which I'm. Good for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, if you're feeling repressed, go for it. But That's the original. Lisa Bonet would be the original of that. She she would have originated that move. That oh. type, I guess, right? Before Miley. Hmm. We've seen a lot of that, though. You saw that with Alyssa Milano, right? On Who's the Boss? Who now she's had a whole... Now she's come in a whole new direction lately, which is great. What's that mean? Well, no, because we, you were talking about, like, just being rebellious and mm-hmm. there's almost a, something kind of scandalous to it i feel like. it's almost just yeah. yeah like totally rejecting the rigidity and the safety of everything and now it's more sexual it's more scandalous you could say more and usually you're more good, nudity. there's a there's the backlash right or it's like you're a slut you know and you're just like no get out of here right it's it's definitely frowned upon in our puritanical society but now Alyssa Milano with all the activism and everything is great. But even Miley Cyrus, I mean, I, I like what I've the interviews I've seen with her lately are just the quotes. I mean, I feel like she's doing it in more of an activist, like just a yeah. No, I mean, I'm yeah, gonna be free I, and I'm gonna be who I am and I'm not gonna be told what to do and yeah. I'm not gonna be, you're you know you're not gonna shame me into acting differently. Yeah. No, I think she's. I don't know if that was always kind of the avenue. She yeah, was, I don't know if it was either. Sometimes you grow into it, but mm-hmm. it also, yeah, there's these phases. and um, Yeah, I'm all for it. Well, especially because the people who are frowning again, who are like against it, want it. You know, that's such an odd thing. Oh, yeah. It's like you, it's, it's, it's almost like you see that where in cultures where they like cover up the women because they're like, well, if I show the women's figure then i'll be so attracted to them then i'll do terrible things so yeah if, we might as well just cover them you're like what it'll distract the men you have to be covered otherwise it'll distract the men <laughs> you guys why don't you cover your eyes then men if you can't control yourselves <laughs> and so uh let's get back to spider-man not much sex or scandalous in this no, movie, because no, not I mean, at it, all. Is, it is the Disney brand. Um, I would like to see that, though. I'd like to see... They haven't had a sex scene in any movie, right? Oh, interesting. Well, actually, Iron Man 1 has... He he, he at least wakes up and ro- she like falls off the bed. It's still post, though. Post, it's yeah, our, post They've already color. have. It's definitely not a sex scene or even, even a love scene. Cap never really gets to consummate his love with... Until they're old in Endgame at the end. Well, they don't even Peggy they, just, they just dance and kiss. No, that's what I mean. They never right. Like he, they go their separate ways before they ever get to consummate their love. But maybe, Thor, kid, maybe I, kids don't want to see it. I mean, kids are yeah. having less sex, so they're like, "Whoa, don't show me that." 
Thor and Natalie Portman kiss, but I don't think they there's not like a love scene. No, no, I don't think they do. I think that's like part of their. Yeah, you're right. There really is not. What about Incredible Hulk? Norton and I think they feel like they just wake up in a cave, right? Yeah. They don't really make love. That's not that's pre Disney also. Oh, good point. But no, you're right. It's amazing that none of the movies would comment on it or anything. Well, no, like I structurally, I feel like there'd be in all of these movies a plot point. It, it would be necessary to have a love scene or a, not even a sex scene, but a love scene. You'd think you'd need two people falling in love at some point. That that would be they relevant. Do, to but the, they fall in love, but they're they're ripped apart and they can't be ever yeah. be together. You know. Because I guess Vision and Scarlet Witch are like in love, but we never see them consummate that. It always happens in between the movies. Like we're saying with the MJ yeah, thing. He somehow right. fell for her when we weren't around. Yeah. yeah. Like a Scarlet and Vision. No, I guess they do have a little chemistry building. But not, but then we just come back to them and they're like living together yes. in Europe. And you're yeah, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> not how we and I him. don't look, I look human now. I just yeah. look like Paul Bettany. And you're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Paul yeah. Bettany in like a Benetton commercial with those sweaters. <laughs> Benetton. Right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Oh, if you knew That's what that was, that kids. joke would be even funnier. That's for the kids. <laughs> the kids out there. So let's get back into uh, get back into the Spider-Man. I think we should just get to Mysteria. That's like my next, my favorite part. I want to. I feel like the only kind part of we're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, I don't know why we're talking around it. It's, we don't we don't do spoilers here. Well, it's not even a spoiler thing. It's just I wanted to break down parts of the movie that I think. Yeah. Because I don't know how much I, the later part of the movie I would have kept. We were talking about maybe why go to Europe because Europe's. Well, they, it does in fact you could transfer the exact same plot and all everything that happens, and keep it in America. It doesn't didn't buy them anything by or going to Europe. Or, it just gives them landmarks to destroy or to go to. But the odd thing is, then they destroy small landmarks. They're like, we're going to destroy Venice, and you're like, Venice is very tiny. That's not yeah. like, and then doesn't really, and then it all looks like a set because I don't know. It's everything looked like a set, but that actually also kind of sort of factors into it later. I it just it's so strange that their high school goes on a Europe trip, a science trip. That's not doesn't feel like a thing. Why not? They do like zero I said, science too. Yeah. Well, they comment on that, I guess at least. But why not just have it be summer mm-hmm. camp? I was I was saying they all go away to summer camp, so but it gets you what, out of the city. So then part of it is that Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, is a villain pretending to be a hero, and he's using he wants to have a Avengers level event. So for some reason he picks up Venice, and then well, he wait picks a minute, Prague. was he? If he was trying to get the glasses from yes. Parker, so he has to go wherever. Was it not random? No. How did he pick that Mexican city before? Was that just, just to, to get attention? Create attention for Nick Fury. Yeah. Okay. Was actually, it opens, just, the cold open is is in Mexico is, or South America? Where was it? Where he they there's the after effects of a destruction thing. He destroyed a city. So then he does one of those and then goes to Venice. He's for now he's following Parker after that. Hmm. It's not a coincidence. So, so like what landmarks would you destroy in summer camp or does he have to keep getting pulled away? Oh, I guess or... you can't send Parker to summer camp. Cause like they commented on in the first movie, if he's in the suburbs, he has no way to swing. So you need high buildings. He can't be at a, on a, a lake at summer camp. Right. Good point. There's nothing to swing on, th- and then he's not really very powerful. Maybe no, but maybe you still do a trip somewhere. I guess I don't. It still doesn't make sense with school, but 
I mean, they go on trip like the DC trip in the first one, but now you are now in between two movies, you have two class trips. What what school are they going to? <laughs> they can afford all of these. DC makes sense. My my class went to. No, DC, that's what I'm saying. Like, that makes Europe sense. makes no sense. You have to yeah. figure out some other way to get them. To, but why even Europe? I'd rather them go to a different country. It'd be more interesting. We've done Europe. We've done uh, yeah. every movie does Europe. Let's do another. It just didn't even factor in very much. It just could have been anyway. I, I don't. I didn't feel like the movie gained anything. Part of the charm, he's the neighborhood spider guy. It could be in New York, the movie. I think they, they wanted, to... the whole thing was they wanted to do something different. They didn't yeah. want to do another neighborhood. The first one was a neighborhood, now he's, and then he's been doing universal stuff. So now they're like, oh, well, now he'll do other yeah. things in other countries. And we haven't done, they were like, I think Kevin Feige was like, oh yeah, we were traveling around Europe. And they were like, hey, why don't we just like have our movie placed here? So then we can uh, shoot here too. I did they even shoot there though that was my one problem was it never i think felt they did like but it Europe. yeah it, it really always felt like, like they were set. still shooting in atlanta like yeah. in the same like they finished avengers and they were like all right let's use the same they're just shooting in front of green screens and we'll build a couple sets everything felt like a set it didn't have that's the other thing it never felt like europe yeah i don't know the only way that would have made sense is if the, the whole thing was like made up like that whole thing was mysterious. Right, right. Thing. And he never like he went met, anywhere. Yeah. As soon as he got on the flight, that was like all a escape room type. Yeah. Uh, that would have been funny. They're still on the tarmac. They never went anywhere. <laughs> or they're still in like the airport. They're in a uh, an airport hangar. They just got off the plane and went right. And now it's just Mysterio is like crafting the whole set. I don't yeah. know how you do that with like, because he needs to make it look like he's destroying cities, you know? He actually is destroying cities. Yeah, no, he is actually destroying them. Right, that part. I still am confused at how. Do you remember? There's a part where, at the end of the movie, Parker's Spider-Man swings through. He knows it's an illusion. This giant smoke monster thing that's attacking London. Yeah, and he knows it's fake, so he swings into it, and he's able to like go through it and sees all the, the, the inner workings of these drone technology that can project the monster. Yeah, but. The first time he's attacked is by a water monster that splashes him, and he gets wet. Like, he, wouldn't he go through? And instead of getting wet, wouldn't he go through and see the illusion and see, like, oh, wait, I'm... I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good question. I guess. I have no idea. I, don't I just wish there was... Were... I don't know if there was, like... Maybe there's a line he has where he's like, oh, I know there's a way to into the illusion. Like, there's a... there's a. Right, wait, but no, no. The, the water monster would like, be real water, because... Remember I don't know about it being real, but I feel like you would still see the inside of the... Doesn't the creature, like, shoot itself at him? Yeah, but it would shoot real water, because remember, it just it's comes from, from water. the canals. I know, it's not... I don't... Yeah, I don't oh, know how... Oh, I get what you're... So you're saying... Wouldn't he see the inside of Water the is clear. Why would you not see right through that there's drones? No, in... no, I mean that oh. he would go... Th the... Doesn't the water monster, like, shoot itself at him? Wouldn't he go inside the drones then, at that point? Because he'd be inside. The does it shoot itself or shoot water at him? I mean, can it, it expel water? water? I mean, yeah, it probably does. I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. No, I mean, no. I think you are right. It doesn't make any sense, but at the same time, because it's the water monster is not like the smoke. The smoke monster is just a projection. There's not really real smoke. You oh, the water monster is picking up. How are the drones doing that? Well, no, because remember, it's the canals. It's the water is flat on the surface of the canal, and then a monster rises up. That water rises up into the monster. I don't know how the hell they're doing that. I mean, yeah. Unless you're right, if that's that's the water is still flat in Venice, and that's all the projection huh. is the water monster, and the water is still flat on the surface of the canal. 
I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I only am thinking that way because I just don't like the scene that much. So I'm kind of like, uh, whatever. Like uh, seeing it a second time, I was like, oh, I don't like the scene. So I kind of just was like, okay, I'm, I'll just like I wasn't as mad the first time. I was like, oh, this scene stinks. Like, oh, this is but a isn't chore. that? But now, see, that's the interesting part about the twist is. Because it felt kind of like a commentary on scenes like that, right? Yes, I agree. It felt yeah. like, yeah, like uh, those CGI movies. Those movies are filled with so much, which is a lot of Marvel. It's almost like ripping itself. I totally thought they were, yeah. Yeah, where they're like these scenes, these, these, especially the ends of their movies where they're just CGI and you can't tell what the hell's happening. CGI nonsense. And it doesn't have the same impact because it's there's no connection to it. It's not physical. It's not real. And It's a great commentary yeah. on it. And it's also commenting on the movie itself, where these movies aren't real. Yeah. And it's basically that... Well, now let's say, right? I think I... Oh. Teddy was a villain pretending to be a hero. But yeah, he's using these drone technology. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about the projections. What yeah. do you mean? We've already, we've already spoiled it. But yeah, there's a great moment at the midpoint when we realize that Mysterio is... We realize that Mysterio... That Spider-Man wasn't even fighting a real monster. Mysterio doesn't actually have powers... It's all just this illusion, this act that they're the bad, this team of bad guys, disgruntled employees of Stark Industries are creating. And so it's really cool because the the same way in the action scenes that the bad guy, oh, it's just computers, it's not real, it has no effect. Even in the diegetic world of the movie, it's not real and it has no actual effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does have... Well, they have effects because they have the drones actually destroying, shooting things and, and they do hurt people. But... It, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, that the whole thing is fake and it's all an illusion is so great. And that he, his take on, oh, that people will believe anything and that just that's what people want are heroes and they want to be saved. And he just rips all the other heroes. He's like Tony Stark giving this drone technology to a 16-year-old boy. He's not giving it to a defense contractor yeah. <laughs> or like, a guy, like somebody who has a little bit more like, is it like a professional? It was like... He gave it to a 16-year-old boy from Queens? <laughs> yeah, because that's a big scene where... where Mysterio stops this fire monster that he says killed his family, which is a made-up backstory, but it fits the, oh, the hero who's lost everything. And it's all made up. All of that stuff is lies, And but he's he's tricked Parker into in a bar to give him these glasses that will give him these thrones that will make his projections even bigger so that he can make it a bigger event so yeah. that everybody in the world will notice, and then he'll be this hero that everybody will love. And that's all he wants is the attention from that. Because he feels like he can be a better hero than the actual heroes, even though he's the arsonist and the fireman. Wait, did you feel like when he gave him the glasses, wasn't there wasn't there two parts of you? One was he totally should give him those glasses. The other guy totally is the right person for those glasses. He deserves them. But also, <laughs> I know he's totally duping him, yes. and he's going to turn out to be bad, and he shouldn't give him those. But he's like, but Jill also charming. Yeah. He should totally give him those. I like Jill. Like, yeah, give it trying. to him. Give I thought you were to gonna. Him. I thought you were gonna say that he should give it to him because he looked better in them. Remember, he like tries <laughs> them on. He's like, here, try them on. He's like, try them on. And he's like, because he calls them. He says they look stupid, which actually is it fits his actual character because he's like they look stupid because he looks like Tony Stark and he doesn't like Tony Stark. Yeah. He hates Tony Stark because he worked for him and it turns out he's a disgruntled employee who created the technology, which was so ridiculous and stupid yep. in the Captain America Civil War called barf which he didn't name it that and he's upset that it's called that but it's like an amazing technology where you can recreate um i don't even know what you can do like the whole world yeah Yeah, anything around you and creates his own his own memories and he's like that's what you use my amazing technology for well tony just uses it 
he's like, I commissioned it for billions of dollars, and now I just use it as my personal therapy session. session. Yeah, that's a line in the movie when you're like, oh. And so then, it's in so this funny movie, they brought that back. That was so, so genius. Yeah, Do you think they knew that? How early? No, th- never. I don't think they ever knew. That like they came up with that now. They, yes. They looked back and thought. I think they create things and then they go, "Hey, can we pull from that?" Or that was a really great callback. Some of it, I think they, I think they do is somebody will online will come up with a theory. Uh, what if he uses this? And then they'll be like, "That's a great idea. Let's just take that." <laughs> they do that. I think. They, I think they've commented on that. They'll. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, they'll like. This goes into the choices what we were talking about earlier and fan service and expectations. Yeah. But fans come up with it, you're like, "Oh, that's a really good like." Game of Thrones fans came up with like amazing ideas yeah. for the last season where you're like, oh man, they should have just like <laughs> had a r- room and been like, wait, have you guys found any good theories out there that people have come up with online? Team of people, like the Daily Show, how they have like people that just watch TV all day looking for stuff that they can use as jokes yeah, and clips. Yeah, exactly. They should have that on the internet, like searching Twitter. This that that happened with Westworld. Westworld Reddit was much better than the show because they but were they theories didn't use that were people the stuff. They didn't use it. No, so no. Marvel's the only one who's actually other than Lost. Right, Lost was. Lost was addressing the stuff people brought up online, right? They Westworld, I think, taking does that ideas. Well, no, Westworld season two was trying to out puzzle box the Reddit, and uh, so that it made yeah. it so confusing and made no sense. Is that that's like, different than what you're describing here? No, but I'm just I'm just describing that sometimes people can yeah. create better theories than the actual show. That's what Reddit for Westworld right. was actually doing. We're like, oh, that's a actually a really cool show, and you're like, oh wait, that show's not exploring any of those things. Oh, no, okay. but that's that's actually smart of Marvel instead of saying, well, now that idea is out there and we can't use yes, it, and we need to usually think of the, another idea. Yes, that's usually the way they think. They go, oh, yeah. well, we have a better idea than there's like an arrogance to it, and so they're like, no, no, we'll just we'll, we'll take it. Sure. I don't think it's that just works. arrogance. It also has to do with it. Like you know, we keep talking about spoiler alerts keep coming up, especially on this particular podcast, and our why nothing can be ruined or spoiled. Like you think about Scream Two. They were so secretive about the movie at the time, and all the actors said they got the script on paper that couldn't be Xeroxed. If you Xeroxed it, it would just come up blank. You know. I think they still do that with like uh, Star Wars and stuff. Oh, I'm sure they do, yeah. but 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 no, there's more to the Scream too. That's not the end of it. They shoot the ending, or they or no, no, that, while they're shooting, the script gets out, it gets leaked online. Now, how many people at that point online? The internet wasn't even that big of a deal. I loved movies. Mm. And I and had like could... a computer hacker friend. I I didn't see this. Like, how many people did that really ruin the movie? Would have actually known what the movie was about, but they end up scrapping the whole ending, rewriting it, whole new ending, different killers. And when you read the script, you, the original script would have been so much better. They should have just shot that and made that movie. They had four killers. One of them is Jerry O'Connell. The other is, uh, no, I was gonna say Neil Long, Elise Neal. Um, who's like the roommate and there they have a relationship there and together and there's two other people like that would have been really cool and a way to up the ante of the first the first is the first movie with two killers not just one and now you have four killers scream three eight killers yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all killers they're all just killing each other the misery is who's <laughs> not a killer <laughs> I actually like that movie we, that's our next that's killers our next killing movie. killers is a funny idea right if they all reveal it and they're like wait no but He's a killer. But I also told Jimmy to be a killer, too. Yeah. And then Kara t- is supposed to be a killer. You could have somebody come home, and they're, like, hanging their screen yeah. mask up in the closet. And then there's somebody in the closet, and they're like, ah! <laughs> and, they get, and they hear a noise down the for? hall. <laughs> I'm a killer, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that for both of these Spider-Man movies, the villains are the best part. Even though I love Homecoming and everything about it. 
I still feel like Keaton's my favorite part of the movie. And then Homecoming's really good. He, I know he doesn't he doesn't outweigh the movie the no, same no. way the sequel. This but that but it's a better that's a better movie. Yeah, but I told you with this Mysterio, the, the, the when Jake Gyllenhaal reveals his plan and what's going on in the bar. Yeah, he's like I want to watch that. I wish that was just a short film I could just watch. I mean, it's so good. There's a few of those because then when he uh, once Parker realizes Zendaya like shows him the technology she's somehow she's come come about having the tech mysterio technology and did she's, you just say Wentz? like uh we're in the middle ages medieval time i was talking about carson Wentz, my favorite quarterback Wentz forth Wentz, Wentz forth young tom holland <laughs> parker figures out the mysterious mysterio yeah that's the easiest way to say it and he goes to i think he gets into a car with nick fury but then it turns out that it's all a projection and he's like basically in this giant trap set up by Mysterio, and it's like the great scene of the movie. Oh, the dream sequence! I almost forgot about yeah. the dreams. I get the the Jake Gyllenhaal when he's t- like revealing his master plan. It's such it's a such a great scene too. Yeah. Such a great like a, because that like I was telling you before, I've never been so oh this movie's so blasé, and I can't believe I I was really thinking like so this is the next phase of Marvel. This is Endgame mm. really capped it, and now we're into this kind of mediocre anticlimactic this is what Which we're I gonna... still kind of think but it does yeah probably Other but at Black least Panther too I'm, yeah at least when gyllenhaal comes out and has that whole scene you're like oh this is really clever and this is this is marvel's thing and they're they're kind of one step ahead and they're thinking outside the box right that scene totally just reinvigorates the movie mm. well yeah. and then and then so then the dream sequence where basically mysterio becomes freddy krueger there's a few moments yeah. where I, I it almost felt like they cribbed from one of the movies of Nightmare on Elm Street, where yeah, he's like, where Parker like lands uh, on a sidewalk and he looks up and there's like a building that looks like like uh, an old school apartment, it's like one floor. Do you remember this at all? No. Oh, oh and it, it looks like a kind of a like a set, like you could push the building over. Uh-huh. Like a, it doesn't even. It almost looks like a video game. Um, Elm Street. It just to me, it, I for some reason I was getting. Oh. I don't know if that's ever been in one, but it was giving me vibes of, and on the way Mysterio is talking, and you're basically just seeing. Oh, part, you're right. It did feel like a nightmare on Elm because Street. Because he's film. he's constantly not sure. He's like things are coming and attacking him, and he'll like punch them, and instead of them being an actual drone or whatever it is that's about to hit him, it'll turn into a, and it'll be a wall, and he'll punch a wall and break his hand, and be like, "Fuck my hand!" Ah, shoot. Or then then he'll have tons of Peter Parker's swallowing him whole. Yeah. And then he'll end up uh, at the gravesite of Tony Stark, and then an, uh, a zombie Iron Man pulls out. I was surprised they did that. That part was scary. Yeah, it was frightening. And you're like, whoa. And then there's these that giant... That was scarier than when you mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. It was like, yeah, that Iron Man thing might have been scarier than anything in a Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street movie. And then there's giant Mysterio. The Iron Man suit climbs out of the grave. Yeah. It's like decaying. Ooh. and Mysterio statues, the giant ones. That was... Mm-hmm. Uh... I think that was in the comics or something. That was. I think that was very in the comic reminiscent. We have the old Amazing Spider-Man. Mysterio, we should mention, is a really cool character. We're not. I was about to say we're not comic book guys, as I always say. <sighs> yeah. But Mysterio don't is like one need, of the first. We don't need that. comics. Yeah, you don't we need don't need the need little that. asterisks. Hey, footnote by the way. Yeah. In case you're 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 like, hey, I don't listen to these guys. They're comic book nerds. Screw them. That Mysterio is like the standout comic for us. It's so cool. We always wondered why does Hollywood not make a movie it's of a this great comic. Which we'll have to we'll have to post which one it is, what issue. Yeah, but it's just like you're in a dream. It's like you're in an Inception world, Nightmare on Elm Street, where your Parker can never figure out 
what's real or not real. The whole thing isn't real. He's really just, cool. There's there's a point where it's like Galactus attacks him, but then Venom attacks him too, and they like merge and become this crazy combination that you've never yeah. seen. You're like, what? What the? Yeah, the dream sequences when Mysterio is messing with him are really because well you done. think they're, they're over. Really Remember when you think it, you at one point are like, oh, it's over. They caught Gyllenhaal, and you're kind of like, huh? Where's the movie going? This is well, Samuel short... L. Jackson comes up and shoots him, and you're like, ah, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, always one step ahead. He got him. And that's what Parker thinks. And he's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then he ends up, it turns out that's all an illusion too. And Gyllenhaal like pushes him in front of a train. A bullet train, yeah. That he doesn't, Parker doesn't realize is there because he's in this illusion where there is no train. It's almost very like Anon, remember? He gets hit by a train that's not there. Oh, no. Another movie on Netflix that for some reason they don't promote. They like hide from you. It's a movie they created. Yeah, their movie is really good. They hide. Like if you type in A-N, it like, it's like, 10th or 12th or like i had to scroll down and I, they usually push those movies down your throat yeah. too it's a crazy that movies you are not interested and, in have nothing to do with your interests on the algorithm and, and low quality that look like poop you're just like this looks like generic yeah. junk and then anon looks great and it's an interesting concept and they're like we need to hide this we need to promote triple frontier and bright all the ex- <laughs> crappy cinema we're putting out we need to put out all the movies where we're wasting talented people's time. <laughs> that should, be, that should like, be one of their like genre. Like you know, yeah. they have a section, talent wasting section. Uh-huh. What if they? I could imagine the the brainstorming session for Triple Frontier. All right, so bright, we wasted Will Smith's time. One person. You think we could waste like four actors' time? <laughs> Or five? Can we get more people involved? But which actors will no one really care if yeah. we're wasting their time? Which actors would we be doing the movie's uh, service by wasting their time? Oh, well, Affleck for sure. <laughs> Hoonan would be great. <laughs> Oscar Isaac works too much. Let's. We should probably waste some of his time. <laughs> He's in way too many things. You have to tell your scene in the movie. I loved your oh yeah because you were you were I was like oh what show is it how was it you know and you're like oh it's 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 just boring oh it's just nothing nothing nothing's happening and it's a very languidly it's it's inert it just doesn't move I, so I watched we watched the Triple Frontier over the July Fourth weekend and my friend was getting angry at me for suggesting as if I had seen it and was vouching for it oh you got to see this movie I was like I didn't know it was gonna be like this I never saw it what are you yelling at me for but. He kept getting mad. He's like, nothing's happening. I've never seen a movie where nothing is happening. And I was like, you know what's weird? A lot of things are happening, and yet it feels like everything feels so inconsequential and undramatic, even though I was like, if you think about it, a ton of events and things have unfolded. Um, They're globe-trotting the world, but yet it feels like, Oh, this is just dragging along. Give us something. That UFC fight really was really upset. No, just Lack thereof. <laughs> they don't even they like, show the fight. Why would you do that? They stage a scene at an MMA fight where you see Garrett Hedlund's gonna. He's being trained by his brother Hunnam, and they're gonna fight. And we're the, set for a dialogue scene. You can't yeah, hear. They're them. all There's talking, people cheering, and yelling they're talking all about around this, them. This plan, and you, you can't, can't understand it. And then right <laughs> when they're like, "All right, fights on!" Hey guys, guys, shut up! Fights on! And you're like, "Great, I want to see this fight." What does he throw? A punch? One punch, and then, and then they, they use that as the cut. And you're like, oh. why didn't they have the fight going on while they're talking about the plan? You've already set the scene there. Mm. 
Then you give some physical activity behind them while they're having the dialogue scene. He's fighting. He's in the midst. And you have some action. To, right? That's how you stage it. It's so crazy. They actually set the scene up that way. But the scene we're talking about, because one of Carter's pet peeves is when they talk about people as if they say, oh, my God, he's such a genius or he's the best. But you never see that. And they actually act or seem quite the opposite. Just mm. like uh, we were it's talking about. Peter Parker does that in Spider-Man. Oh, what is it for what? Where they, they describe him as like he's a boy. Oh, he's with, a genius. He's, a genius, right. and he's then, the smartest person in the room. You're like, really? He doesn't. He seems bumbling and doesn't know what the hell he's doing most of the time. And, and they, J- Jake Gyllenhaal says it in response to, you know, Spider-Man says the like, most obvious observation and uses the most basic science terms. And he's like, you're the smartest person in this room. He's like. No, no, they don't even make sense. He's just like, well, quantum inverse, you know, the quantum bridge of the, you know, and you're like, none of those things, like... Those aren't things. Yeah, you're just throwing terms at us. That's not actually what smart people... And then, but it actually is a good line for... It's just to set up... It's like what, just like the problem with the bus scene where it's just teeing up that technology. Right. It's just teeing up that Jake Gyllenhaal, that there's like some arrogance already within him. And he's like, don't, don't ever apologize for being the smartest man in the room. Because that's what he thinks of himself. Yes. I love it also in that scene, we should say, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but very quickly, uh, Parker introduces the Mysterio name, and then he... No, he doesn't. Yeah. It's on TV. They call him, because it's I know, it's but he Italian. brings that to the attention oh, of yes, the room. Oh, yes, 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 Right, yes. the Mysterio, they take yes. mystery and turn into Mysterio because it sounds Italian, or that's... that's no, the that's Italian's what the Italians... Right, it's the man calling. of mystery is what it is. Oh, Italian. right. And then... But Parker brings that to the room with Samuel L. Jackson and Gyllenhaal's Jack Quinn or whatever. No, that's Quentin, Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck, right. Jack Quinn would be Jean-Claude Van Damme and Double Team. Yes, uh, everybody will remember that. Yes. How could we How, how could we forget? IMDb is like, what, 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 what? Are you sure? Are you sure? Let me, just processing, searching. But so I love when Spider-Man introduces that Mysterio and they're like, what? What do you mean? He's like, I know that's what they're calling you. And then the next time he meets Mysterio, meets a... Gyllenhaal, he's like, well, Quentin Beck, and he and Gyllenhaal looks at him. And he goes, it's Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually does it like tongue, and he's like Mysterio. He gives him a and he goes almost like great a, look after. Yeah, like <laughs> so. Yeah, Triple Frontier. I don't like scenes where well, in Law Abiding Citizen, we we opened with is yes. a great example where constantly mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. He's the best. Yes. He's always one step ahead. You think it? Yeah. He's already done it. And they even the stories they tell. Which is Michael Kelly's character? Uh, he's from House of Cards. He's great. He's great at these scenes, but he's just like talking about how he d- yeah. developed a bow tie to kill somebody, and you're like, it's not. You're like, whoa, a bow tie <laughs> that strangled somebody. Like, wow, he's amazing. You're like, eh. ex special forces. He's the best of the best. The guy's a ghost. <laughs> you, you want somebody dead? He's dead. Before you even knew you wanted him dead. That would he be was terrible. In, <laughs> if he was in Scream 3, all the killers would have already been killed by, him. by Gerard Butler. With his bow tie device. <laughs> Their, bow ties. Their Scream masks would have killed, would have strangled themselves. They would have been making the Scream face under the Scream mask. The weird face. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. They were doing Screaming? Yeah. So in Triple Frontier, there's a character. They, the that, best. The best of the best. It's the best distillation of that trope of, of the, all the characters talking about a person and then them seeming completely the opposite and not displaying that in any way. It's the, the movie telling you without showing you. It's the purest distillation of that I've ever seen where 
Ben Affleck doesn't want to come back into the game. And they're like trying to lure him and coax him back in. He's I supposed to be the best of the best. In yeah, they, they describe scenario. him as... When the other guys say like... One guy says like, if you can get Ben Affleck, you know, I'm if in. you can't get him, we can't do it. And the other guy even agrees. He's like... And Ben Affleck says, you don't need me. And they go, I, we can't do it without you. I don't think anyone's ever said that. What? About like Ben Affleck's not cannot play that character where you're like, no. oh yeah, he's the best of the best. And if without him... You can't, uh, you know, this plan will never go through. You know, it won't work. He's you know, like the, the second, yeah. he's the second commander, the, the third. You know, guy you're reminding like, me. Oh, of. He's coming along because he's my buddy. Oh, it's Ben Affleck. Come on. He's, he's yeah, hanging he's, out. He, well, it's yeah. a big lug. We'll keep him around. Why not? Right, exactly. You know what's he, a good example of that is Middlemen. Remember mm-hmm. Giovanni Rabisi and Gabriel Mocked, and they create internet porn? It's a true story based on Luke true Wilson's story. in that, right? Yes, and Luke Wilson plays the guy. They're like, he's the fixer. He's the smooth, you know. Bring him in. He can fix any situation. He's supposed to be like a Michael Clayton type almost. And like oh, wow. a tough, almost a like mafioso version of Michael Clayton. You know, this smooth fixer guy. It's Luke Wilson. You're like, no. I don't even dislike Luke Wilson. He seems like a likable enough guy. But that's not what he does. That's not his thing. <laughs> he couldn't be further from it. Or, or you know what it is? It's Mark Wahlberg and all the money in the world. He's the uh, picture. Yeah. He's my guy. He's the smartest. He's the best of the best. He's the best of the best. I'm like, no, Mark Wahlberg's not. No, he's not. You're not bringing him to Rome to find like, your kidnapped daughter or son or nephew. Then, then just or give especially, up on the nephew. You're not finding yeah, him. Especially <laughs> if it was 40 years ago. He can't play somebody from another time. No, he's either. not from that era, clearly. Right. He's got modern-day Boston seeping out of his pores. Come on. <laughs> so the scene. True so, frontier. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is like they all right the whole movie they're building up we can't do it without him he's too genius he's the only one that could possibly figure this out so they get him down they lure him down there by lying to him and just saying we're just going to do some reconnaissance uh we're not even going to do the mission because ben affleck doesn't want to see live fire and they scope it out and not only does it not seem complicated first of all there's four of them five of them with with uh, pedro pascal there's five of them right they scope the house out it's basically a drug dealer has holed himself up in the middle of the jungle. He doesn't trust banks. So the house is filled with cash and he has like two or three bodyguards. Um, why don't they just rob him? What do you mean? The bodyguard. If he only has a few bodyguards, why don't they just say like, well, we'll just take all your money, kill you. And You could ask that about any big drug dealer, right? Why don't they just turn Well, usually they have like a over. network of... Well, he has a network. He's like running the country. He's a huge deal in the country, right? He's everywhere all at once. But they just want to rob this. But I also feel like they don't carry all of their money in there. They're like, why would I? Yeah. Only work with cash. I only work with Bitcoin, like or or it would be every the people if they shot him, they wouldn't be able to access all of his cash. It would be Mm -hmm. spread out all over. Sure. That's usually that's fast five. It's all over. He has his cash houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he has for some reason he keeps all of his money. I don't know. In his house. Seems like a very easy job. So easy. And so they... And uh, Oscar Isaac adds that uh, he has kids at the house. And on Sundays, he's really devout. They go to church. The majority of the bodyguard, the guards go with them. So it's only him and like two bodyguards left. Sosa. That's what it's called. Yeah, drug dealer. Sosa. So there's three people. There's five of them. And they're the elite, the best of the best. They're so well trained. They're so great. Soldiers... That doesn't, they, they already outnumber them. That You never want that in a movie. You want your heroes to be outnumbered up against it, you know? Mm. The 300 Spartans fighting all the whole Persian army. Not the other way around. 
and they scope it out. And basically, Oscar Isaac says to them, "Look, this drug dealer is holed up in his house. It's money in the walls. Or the money in the, the it's filled with money. There's going to be the two bodyguards. They go away. So we should. I think we should rob them. We won't even tell the local government uh, about it. Let's just. We should just take the money for ourselves. Let's go do it. And so the guys aren't really into it. And they're driving. They have some drinks, and they're driving back. And Garrett Headland says, uh, or no, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, you can't tell them apart. One of them. Yeah. They're, they're interchangeable. At least the movie had the wherewithal to make them brothers for once. These two, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so, no. Well, Headland is always a brother. He's yeah, from he's four, four brothers. brothers yes. <laughs> now he just has one brother. He's losing brothers. He's got a... That script got out, by the way. It wasn't originally supposed to be four brothers. It was just two brothers. No. The... Um, now i'm thinking of creed where everybody's a son yeah everybody's a son everybody's a brother (laughs) what if that would have been funny if they're at like some boxing gym and somebody comes up and they're like who are you related to they're like nobody i'm an only child like get out of here (laughs) only sons who's your well oh you're only child who's your father is he cover lang? He has I don't to know. Be I never knew him. Well, come back in a sequel when you figure out who your dad is, <laughs> which character, you know? I'm sure it'll be Tommy Guns or something. Come back when you get the DNA test. Do 23andMe and then come back to us in the sequel. It's a headland. Says, hey. So he's like, Affleck, if you were going to do it, how would you do it? And Affleck's like, I haven't even thought about it. I don't even want to think. It doesn't even cross my mind. And uh, and it's like, bullshit. I know you. You can't help but think about it. Come on. Why would you do it? And then Affleck kind of, you can see him kind of set into his groove. And he's like, all right. What if I was going to do it? I'd break into the house. Take the money. Kill Sosa. Load the money up in bags. And drive out in the vans. And you're like, What? That's not a genius plan. That's that's the plan. That's <laughs> that's not the how-to. <laughs> that's literally what Oscar Isaac described. That's all the we information need to do. Yeah, you like, just. <laughs> oh, I actually. I know Oscar Isaac told us it all. He told us very out of order. I made a little bullet bullet, bullet list yeah. of Here's... everything, so you can follow it along. Oh, wow! You're the best of the best. And then, but then they go. Oh, we're gonna be rich, boys. He's back. Affleck is back. He's, you know. And then he like turns to the camera and he's got this little smirk, like, "Oh man, it feels good to be doing what I do best." And it's like, no, that was the worst. <laughs> that is not you being a genius. That they couldn't do this without you. Like, it's the only way. Yeah, he just he mentions it in the plan. He's like, "There's no way we can go." The other side of the compound is a cliff. We, we wouldn't be able to make it. We'll have to go out through the front. So we'll take a van. We'll need a van. We'll need a van to go to the airport. No, actually, when he says the plane, he doesn't even mention the vans. He doesn't know about that. So not only is his plan basic and not really even a plan, he says, we'll load the money into, into bags and hoof it a half a mile. And then somebody else adds... Actually, there's vans. We could use the vans. What is like, a All right, part we'll of the plan? The that, that so he, it's like your plan was really stupid. <laughs> there is a part where he's like says something that's different. Where he like we go in and we, oh, we he wipe out the some cameras information. or something. Right? He's yeah. We disable the cameras and we yeah. He adds he. There's a little more context that I'm doing, but yes. but essentially, it's not. They're it's five army guys. Like, they want to go in, kill a drug dealer, and steal his money. And he's like, we break in, we steal. 
Yeah, we disable the security cameras. I don't know why you're about to kill them. Reload the button. It's very, the money. very. It's not impressive at all. And you're, they would have come up with that. They have almost seemed to have come. They up. basically right. had the entirety of that anyway. Uh, so let's get back to Spider Man. Did you want to? Well, now that we've we've revealed the twist, did you want to talk about the commentary was saying on society as a whole? Because it's clearly, I mean, most review critic people have commented that it's aimed directly at the Trump era and time now where everything's fake and we can't believe anything we read, even though we can believe most of things we read, but you can't believe most things that are like disseminated on Facebook. That's like a site where you're like, what site is this? What are you, where, mm. where did you get this? I actually interpreted it much. I, I saw the filmmakers talking about that with the J Jonah Jameson tag at the end. With Alex, yeah. So we have the old J.K. Simmons comes in as a in a post credit scene as an Alex Jones Infowars type character who, but he's the same character he played in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's J. Jonah Jameson. But he's supposed to be different. They're yes, supposed to be different. Yeah. No, but I'm saying they got the same, same actor, actor, looking yes. the same, the same mustache, doing the same character. But in this one, he's like an Alex Jones type instead of running the newspaper. Yeah. Well, what what was your interpretation different from what you they were going? For? I just interpreted that they were much more commenting on superhero movies and, and Marvel and, movies. And just than, fiction in general? Yeah, than the news or, or Trump. I mean, the movies felt so detached from the world. Well, that was but, part of everything feeling so fake and like sets. It felt much more like... Like the part... The, the reason, you know, the fact that we didn't like the opening of it and it felt like, oh, here we go again. You're kind of rolling your eyes. Like, eh, CGI nonsense and they're fighting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like... The fact that that was all an illusion to get people to feel a certain way and do something or distract them, right? Was just that that was really cool. More interesting than the broader. Yeah, but it just seems like it's so on the like he has a Mysterio has a few lines of like people they want to believe, and they also don't trust anything now. So I can do I can make what do we stuff up, and there's in no in the real world. I feel like everyone's just getting turned off from thing. Like the Trump makes me think people are getting turned off from like not believe. What do they want to believe in? That seemed like such a superhero. No, I, no, no, no. Oh, it is. It. I think it's commenting on why we are in a love with superheroes. Why that success of them? Well, we want to be saved. We want like that's the thing. Like with the we, environment, we, want, yes. we don't want to actually change what yeah. we're doing. We just want somebody to swoop in and save us. And just, well, it just seems like there's... Here, I'll fix the environment for you. If you ever get into a debate with anybody about society and concepts and policy and anything political, it gets messy really quickly because it's like there's this fine line and it's like you can always kind of... You can always make an argument for either side that kind of is like, oh, yeah, you've kind of convinced me now. Okay, I can kind of see your conservative type... Like, I mean, real, I don't mean, like, the way we use the term now, it's been hijacked. Yeah. But, like, oh, I could see you think things are changing too quickly, or, or, uh, or we should, we should restrict, we shouldn't be so, we shouldn't think of government this way, or, um, like, I can, I can see that, and I think that's messy, where we really would like somebody who could just be, like, being a full-on authoritarian and just, like, save everybody. That's why people get attracted to dictators and authoritarian figures because it's like I don't. It's too complicated the world. So can, can you, you mean, simplify everything so you can you just swoop in and be like problem solved, guys? I don't have to worry about it anymore. Most people are like I don't want to worry about that. Well, isn't that what Obama was always speaking to when he'd say, like I'm, 
we still need to do the work. It wasn't just you voting me and me winning. That's how we view elections. We think like, oh, it's right. done. He's oh, like, I'm not, I can't just save the day. Like we all have to still yes. work towards stuff. We're a society. Yes. Like that's, you, I'm not just going to swoop in and that's not how this works, right? Now the work really begins. Now we all need to work together to, that's what I was just saying with the environment, right? We just are like waiting for Elon Musk to come up with an invention that, hey, I fixed the water and the air. It's a new air purifier, water cleaner. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we need to do. We need to change our ways. Nobody's just gonna. But then I also in with on a but they do. web because if you really look at society and the trajectory of our of civilization, it's really driven by technology, technology, yeah, and innovation and, and innovators. And it's usually a few. It's, I mean, it's a group of people over time building on their knowledge. But there is like that. We do make. The, the person who does finally create it, the genius, the savior, they're like the inventor that changed society. And that invention does usually change society in a huge way, more so than any other. Iron Man is a great superhero then, based off what you're saying, because he's an inventor. He's not super. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's, he's okay. what we... Because otherwise, it's, society isn't really just kind of different. I don't know how much it's like actually... Well, so what, now I'm confused, oh. though, because now it sounds like you're saying the opposite of what you were just saying a minute ago. I might be. I do that. I'll, I'll say this yeah. one thing. And that's, that's why we want superheroes because it gets so messy. I can argue one side and then the next second I can be on the completely other side. Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying? What, what was I arguing? Or I thought you were saying that people just want somebody to swoop in and save them. Yes. But that's not realistic. But then you're also saying that the inventors historically are the people that have yeah. had this kind of mess. That's who they're modeling superheroes off things. I think. But so then people are not necessarily wrong. To... No, I don't. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's also like we're, we're, the way we're, we're raised is by parents who make every decision for us. So we, we kind of are inclined to want that for our, the whole society as a whole. We'd want a parent, somebody that, but we also kind of, are, as a child, that's still that rebellious nature, don't want that. So we kind of have this, like, that's that duality. Which maybe that'll change in the future when we're not raised by parents, like we're raised as like yeah. test tube babies, you know? Which or by then, the ch- the buddy, the good good guy doll from Child's Play. He's raising <laughs> us in our crib. Can we talk about the end credit, the post credits scenes on this one? The director said, you know, because the wait, last. But to go oh, back, just oh, to oh. go back, to go back. I think what Mysterio is really just saying is that people will believe anything now because I'm his his all of his stuff is made up and it's ridiculous. He's from a multiverse. Well, that was a great line. Like, yeah, he thanks like, one of the people, like, thank you for the multiverse. There's different... Uh, elemental things coming Elementals. Out. And he's like, it's so stupid. I who I didn't think they were going to buy it, but boy, was it perfect. Like He's like, thank God for Thanos and the Avengers, because now that was perfectly believable, and people bought right into that. <laughs> I think they're also... Yeah, they're, they're also commenting on, like... Now the fact that superheroes exist and there's been the snap and all these events that are happening, it's like the perfect environment for... Yes. Thing. But that's where they're getting totally. to Trump, whereas Trump is using the social media, the technology, and how much it's disrupting everybody to take advantage of it to divide us even more and to use the, the fact that all these technologies amplify negativity and that certain types of uh, behaviors get more attention, which he uses. So he's constantly using something that will get it will be oh now we have to talk about this even though it's yeah, not yeah. really the issue right it's not an issue at all but he's now it's now it's everybody has to have an opinion you have to be on your sides and then it's just a smart way to take advantage of that disruption 
from the technology. So they're using technology as the superheroes just being in the, in the world and that there's aliens and all this stuff. Basically, wait, it's think... the men in black. Remember the men in black line we love is that people are, as a whole, can't handle know the knowledge of aliens because they would, they would who knows how they would react and it would probably be dangerous and it would, it would cause mass disruption and a lot of people might die. Right. So they're like, well, it's better just not to let them know. But the Trump connection with Mysterio would be, because like there was an article today where Trump's racism is, is almost just distracting. Not almost. It's literally just distracting from like this agenda that he yes. has that uh-huh. he's doing that nobody's actually talking about mm-hmm. policy or the judges or anything because we're always just talking about the tweets and how offended everybody is and how outrageous. Well, it's just like new chief of staff who like lets she's like, I'm going to let Trump be Trump because he'll distract everybody. And then at the same time, I'll be able to enact all of my like, pro-business. Basically, it's just like I'm Populism just stuff. Yeah, like all this. Not populism. Oh, I thought it was what the article said. The, that term is thrown around. It usually means like popular policy. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. And yeah. a policy that's from the majority taking over. But he's not that at all. No. Because he's, first of all, one from a minority. Yeah. And he's, the policies are for people who are the, the rich. But he's hiding that through... People are like, well, I don't think of those policies because all I see is this racism stuff, and yeah. I like white people more than I like, and that, and the, yada yada. It gets into a race wars type situation, and I'm not talking about Fast and the Furious. Okay, when I'm not talking about <laughs> literal race wars, uh, <laughs> we got to go to race wars in the desert. It is actually a race wars too, because yeah, it's it true. Is like, they are in there. Every every character, every group is yeah, their has own like, is their own race. Yeah. <laughs> So let's go, we'll get to the postcard scene then. I liked what John Watts said. He's like, after, um, remember the Captain America just like infomercial? Like it was very from funny. From the first movie, from Homecoming. The yeah. Homecoming. Yeah. He's like, that was a fake out because normally they convey some information or set up another movie or something. And he's like, that was just kind of a fake out. So he's like, after that, I figured our postcard scenes had to like be pretty. Uh, Influent, like and, impactful, yeah. make <coughs> exactly. a difference, change the story's trajectory for the next movie. Right, and so there's both of them. There were two that really did, really changed the course, as you said. The one where they reveal Peter Parker's identity, which played as in Spider-Man, it to plays the world. into, it plays into the whole movie. The whole movie, he's lying about his identity too. Yeah, he's been lying about that in the first movie too. He's having to hide it. This movie, he's having to lie, and Zendaya comments about how he has to lie and how good he is at it. So now it sets up for the next movie. Now that everybody knows in the whole world, it's projected that he, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now, I don't know if people would believe that if they're saying that nobody believes that. I guess in this universe, they're saying everybody believes everything because anything is possible. You're right. They could spin it and they don't believe it, but it is, if he's taking over as Iron Man, I mean, I guess Iron Man ends with him owning it. Yes. Being like, look, I am Iron Man, and I and he outs himself as Iron Man, so maybe that's why too. I love that scene when Zen, when he's like he wants to confess his love to Zendaya, and because they never do this in superhero movies, all the people around them like think about Gary Oldman over the course of those movies can't figure out that yeah I know Bruce Wayne. It's like so crazy. All these movies, you're like, how does nobody pick up on? Superman looks identical to Clark Kent. This is so crazy. Yeah. So it was so great when he he's like about to confess his love and he's like, I gotta tell you something. And she's like, You're Spider Man? And it's like, Whoa. 
Finally, a character is like savvy and a, and a head, one step ahead. That just made her character seem so much cooler. I didn't love where the scene went from there, what they did, because like we said, Tom Holland is just a bumbling. I don't know. I was getting. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not Spider Man. No, no, no. Why? Why would she think that? No, 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 no. But uh, I just thought that was such a cool moment that she's she's picked up on it and points out all the ways where she's like, "Of course you're Spider Man. Think about it. How could I not have noticed that? It's pretty obvious." Can we also? Should we before? I don't want to end before talking about the iron man three overlaps or connections go for it unleash and then i'm gonna pitch my because i have my idea for we kind of thought of ways to change this one a little bit maybe just make different different cities bigger deal cities okay or cities that that worked for we we already pitched the far from home rewrite in theories not much just really the first third i'm gonna pitch my spider-man three Again, not oh. the, not that theory. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Other yeah. Three. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. So go ahead, go ahead with your I am in three, not a threes, connection. Go ahead between the two. Well, I, because uh, Mysterio is a big ca- iconic character from the Spider-Man comics. Somewhat, somewhat, sure. I th- I thought he was the loyalists. But, uh, I think yeah, have. they. But he's not an unknown character from like. Well, they the know because public. when the preview came out, weren't the loyalists, hey, that's not Mysterio, that's not accurate to him. Because he didn't have the, what? The 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 globe thing? The dome? No, his thing? character, because the preview oh, made him seem like a good, good guy, and they're like, he's one of the great villains, how could you make him the good guy? Well, that's no, but I think everybody, comic book people knew. through, but still, they were like, I yeah. think, that, you know. Which is stupid, because basically everything you were reading about Spider-Man was like, Kevin Feige and every, a whole team saying, oh no, Mysterio's a good guy in this movie. It's the Elementals that are a bad guy. And everybody was like, who knew this comics was like, that's not, the Elementals are definitely not going to be a bad guy. Mysterio's going to be a twist bad guy villain. Are the Elementals okay. in the comic? Yeah, but they're actually, that's actually funny because they're kind of putting it in our minds already to accept that term of Elementals and they're going to have a movie called The Elementals with like Angelina Jolie and Richard no, Madden. No, that's not the Elementals. Eternals. Eternals, right. yeah. Wow, I completely merged those words together. Yeah. That's, a, wow. No, no, that's different. That's a brain brain blip. Can I call it a blip? Brain blip? <laughs> Not a brain fart. Brain blip? Wow. Yeah, you're right. That is... But So the Elementals are actually supposed to be characters from the comics that they couldn't adapt. There's like Hydro-Man, and there's like another few other ones oh. that are that are Spider-Man villains, but you would never want to put them in the movie. So it was like, oh, I can put them in the movie, but they're actually fake. So I think one of them was supposed to like Sandman, but... Oh, yeah. I actually like sense. Sandman. But... Yeah, I like Sandman too. But that's, that's not bad. All right. Well, what about... What's Mysterio's story in the comics? Do you remember? From the comics, he's a special effects wizard, I think. That, like, oh, he is. Actor, yeah. That he he's very similar to this, except they adapted it so that the it's technology, not, yes, too. So and he's like smarter. Same, yeah. And the other one, he's supposed to be just like more of a. But then there's no all... multiverse dimensions, no. right? So maybe the comic people were like, "What the hell is that? That's he's yeah. not a hero from another yeah. version of Earth." Maybe they were up and I just remember that I heard they were up in arms about it. And guffawing, and like the fact that there was that that very similar thing, Iron Man three, Mandarin was like the Iron Man's big, iconic villain in the comics, and so a lot of people were turned off when Mandarin turns out to just be a British actor, out of work actor, who the bad guy has hired to make. And again, it's totally fake. We're just gonna put it out to make him seem like the big terrorist. It's like a fake Osama bin Laden. I yeah, some of it turned out was actually like they're gonna make Jerry him and, the villain, even yeah. though he's not. He's like a decoy. Whereas in this, they're gonna make him. He wants Mysterio wants to make himself be the next Iron Man hero type, 
even though that's and it's all through fake stuff and performance art um but yeah so that is the big reveal where they build him up he's one thing and then in the end there's the great scene where you reveal that ben kingsley is just this you know kind of desperate pathetic actor looking for work and this has the similar you know just structurally it's like very similar and like i said before iron man in iron man 3 is not in the suit very much and he's Uh, also trying to and he's grappling with what does it mean to be a a hero what does it mean to be you know he's is he just no because the the good part about iron man 3 is it sets off basically from avengers where captain america's character at one point tells mm -hmm. iron man you take away the suit what are you and he has a great response it's like philanthropist genius inventor or whatever but it still sets up this thing where it's like yeah what am i just becoming this am i just the suit like what am i other than yeah iron man really grapples with because it's cool too in iron man 3 he can fly the suit he can control it without being inside it so it becomes what does it mean what is iron man is it can somebody else wear it can it just be the suit flying around without him or is he iron man you know and the whole movie's about that it's great and do a great job kind of getting to the bottom of that uh and this but this is a little bit different yeah definitely because he's mysterio is actually the guy in the other movie uh guy pierce's character is the shadowy force right 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 no, no, that no is, that's true that is no but i mean for spider-man is not grappling with Am I Spider-Man without the suit? I mean, he's without his suit for a lot. But, but he wants to not be a part of this. He's like, I don't want to think about Spider-Man because I'm. It, when I see Spider-Man, I only think about Tony Stark. And I only get questions about Tony Stark. I don't want to think. I want to kind of separate myself from that. And well, leave. he just wants to be a kid. He yes. wants to be a kid. Be a he wants to have a again, crush. Yeah. And he wants to go on a school trip. He doesn't want to be. He like literally doesn't bring his suit because he's like, I don't want to be a superhero, right? And I'm tired of. He just went to space and saved the world, the universe. I just want to break. I just want to be a kid for a little while, which I guess is similar to like identity. What are, is he just a kid or is he the next Iron Man? Is he a superhero? I guess, yeah, it is. He is grappling that a different way than in Iron Man three, but that's actually, that was my pitch for, cause Nick Fury is putting it to him. Like, are you the next, are you going to be an Avenger? You're going to be a hero or you just want to go back to school and forget about all this. Can you do it or not? Yeah. So my pitch for the third, the movie after this one, the second Spider-Man three would be because this one ends with almost like an inverted Iron Man one ending where instead of him saying, Mm -hmm. I am Spider-Man to everybody in the world. And as Peter Parker, instead somebody else does it for him. So it's like not on the character's own terms. And I know that the John Watts wants the, the Craven, the hunter to be in this, which is, it's a tough character to, I don't know how they're going to adapt him, but uh, some people were thinking pitching like a Wakandan hunter who's his, uh, has the same kind of Black Panther serum or whatever the flower. Oh, it's he funny because you said I would picture him more in a Black Panther movie, but with all the overlap of the Marvel movies, yeah, he could you be. could tease him in a Black Panther movie or uh-huh. vice versa, and then yeah, you could have a, an overlap because these characters overlap, right? Oh, I didn't even think of that. I don't know how he would work in New York City. I don't know how that would look, or but either way, I think that could work because you haven't set up in the comics. He's like Russian. I don't. They haven't really set up. I mean, I guess he. Could, I also thought he could. It's either he's Wakandan, or I thought he could be like a Winter Soldier, hmm. like one of the people that they they thought they killed in that Civil War movie. But I was also then I was thinking about what they've already done with their. They've done such a good job with Spider-Man villains. So they've had Vulture, and they've uh, subverted their their purpose. So like Vulture's his whole purpose in the comics is that he's old, but he wants to be young. So he like 
I don't know what he does to be young, but he he he, he builds his suit to it like makes him young. I think or something. Vulture. Yeah. Oh. And then so, but in in the Spider-Man universe, he's uh, a blue-collar contractor who thinks he's entitled to what he thinks Tony Stark has taken from. It's like a in an in, incoming inequality kind of yeah uh, dynamic, and it's similar kind of thing with Mysterio where. He's like supposed to be like a tech bro who's entitled to the fame that Tony Stark has. So they both want the things that Tony has. They're both disgruntled yeah. employees, and he like th- and they both think that they're like helping someone. I mean, I guess Vulture doesn't really, but Siri thinks he's like helping others. He said, or at least says that. But there's like resentment is like a theme. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. I was trying to think of what Craven's resentment could be, and all I could come up with was that, or it would probably be a joke because Marvel loves to like drop pop culture references is that Parker could be like, what do you like resent or like are still upset that Rocky won in Rocky four and beat, <laughs> beat Russia. Uh, it's way too before his time. Yeah, no, you're right. That would actually make no sense. He wasn't even they, born then. Yeah. yeah. You weren't even born then. So then there's another version where Craven's like a Steve Darwin type where he's like a reality star that hunts, uh, that basically hunts the, characters superheroes for the cameras for attention everybody's like whoa we got to watch this guy he's amazing he can hunt superheroes but why do people want to see that why would they want to see him kill the, or hunt this or no or like super i don't know oh but that isn't oh wait 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 no you just said it because they, they don't just out ra- peter ratings. parker at the oh, end oh he's also a villain he gets blamed yes. for what mysterious all the carnage and damage he did that all the shooting and everything the destruction yeah, i actually have was yeah. spider-man's the villain fault, of the end of the movie so Craven could be the Steve Irwin hunting super villains, but now Parker's viewed as a bad guy. It sets it up to be the sequel to Dark Knight that we really, we really deserved, where Batman is the villain now and has to be right. Oh, and then so now Spider Man's a villain. So then Craven's just like a bounty hunter almost. Yes. It's the the Rock. It's Beck in the rundown basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just got to go it's get dog, him. the bounty hunter, but called Craven. Yeah, all right, I could dig it. That makes more sense. Okay, yeah, uh, I couldn't figure out how they were going to involve Craven, but that makes sense, right? If he's, and you're right, they never they set that up, they tee that up at the end of the Dark Knight, and then the next movie doesn't deal like ever look into yeah. what if he was on the like run. Seven and years later, didn't like, like what? Seven years later, he's he old. Gives he's it like, old. It's like, yeah, yeah. He's he's broken down, but then he'll be restored again, and then be broken down again, and then be restored again. <laughs> what? Okay, so I had. I also thought maybe he could, if he's like Black Panther related, that he could go to the ancestral plane, and there his ancestors are very different from Black Panther's ancestors, where they're like, "This is what it means to be a leader," and yeah, yeah, and they have like deep conversations. Instead, his his ancestors could be like, "Your reality star pursuits, you're you know, you're you're weak, you know. We used to be like colonialists, you know. We used to like have power over everybody, you know. And now we, what is he in yours?" He's not Russian, right? I thought he could either. If this is either if he's Russian or if he's Black Panther, either one. He used to have power, oh. and they've lost it to okay. to T'Challa or or whatever Russian. Well, is the ancestral plane though just for Panther for Black Panthers, or is that a plane? I thought other it was like anybody who takes that plant and then gets buried. I don't know. But isn't that the plant that you take to get the Black Panther powers? Yeah. So I thought maybe he had the powers too. Oh, okay. In if depending on which way you go, if you go Russian or Wakanda. I thought maybe you'd have Peter. He's living as a hermit. What powers does he have in the comics? Do you know anything about him? He's just like he takes the serum that this Calypso gives him. That he oh. it makes him like 
super speed, super everything. Where does Calypso, is she, where does he or she get that? I don't know. It's comic oh. stuff. It doesn't actually connect <laughs> to anything within the, the movie Well, because everything universe. else is Hank Pym made this, who worked with the Iron Man, who but made But that's not that. always how it's connected okay, in the yeah. comics. That's how it's connected in the right, movies. Right. Well, that's, yeah, no. Okay. So, yeah, this is... I didn't know. I said, Peter's a hermit. He's like, the public pressure, the anxieties about his identity turn him into like a Tony Stark in Iron Man 3 mixed with Justin Bieber, where he's like, I don't want to deal with the public and I'm depressed and I... I'm just hiding away. I remember in Iron Man 3, he's like, I have PTSD. I'm just in my, I'm just tinkering away. You know, he's like, I just have my suits. I just build my suits. Okay. That's what I do in my basement. But that is Dark Knight Rises. If he goes and becomes a hermit and stows away, that's what happens in Dark Knight Rises. I know. I know. I'm starting to realize that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I have him, uh, I said in the, the previous two films, Peter only wants to be a regular kid, but can't because he's a superhero. Uh, in the end, he does what's right, but now he can be, but now he can never be a regular kid again. So he's like isolated, depressed, building tech like Tony. It makes sense. He would want to hide away. He might have to, yeah. It's different, but he's a different character from Batman. So it's like, of course, he's going to go trajectory in a different different way. Uh, I had MJ, but she's supposed to be an actress in the comics. So I had her being an actress, but not being the same kind of actress she is in the Raimi version, where she's like, I'm doing plays yeah. and musicals and you're like you have a terrible voice what are you doing you shouldn't be doing this this mj zendaya seems like she maybe would be doing a black box theater yes in front of four people yes that's exactly what i was set. thinking yeah. but yeah. it would be like a euphoria type play you can even maybe even make it similar because she's in that show which i want to watch i've heard it's not great. on stars i've heard it's really interesting but, visually and yeah it looks it um heavy stuff it seems like they talk about so he's there i thought Parker is at the the play, but then it gets interrupted by somebody telling him to like to get out of there. Like we don't want you because you're the villain. Like they know he's a bad guy. Like get out of here. Like he's like and the cameras are everywhere. I don't think he could be. Isn't the law going to be after him if he does yeah. get blamed for all the? That's true. Shooting and stuff. No, that's why I had him as a hermit. I, the yeah. other idea was kind of like. I think he has to go away. And then what I think though is his duty and obligation pulls him out as spider-man but then he like, keeps getting something bad happens and he's like well i have to put the suit on and go save the day like he ends up he could almost inadvertently mm. clear his name or so then i just had craven attacking him uh and filming it too attacking him or hunting him down hunting him yeah for for and i i wanted to have the hunts be like like i wanted to, not only if peter get exhausted but the audience you're like oh my god like this is like a heart like how can he escape this dude? He's like relentless and he just keeps coming. It's just not a hunt where it's like, oh, well, a quick scene and it's over and he's, he's escaped. Like you're like, oh, he's, he's done. He's, he's done for. And it just keeps coming. Who? Parker just keeps, Spider-Man keeps swinging everywhere he goes and he's just, he's, he's also getting attacked by regular people and he's like, hey, I'm trying to help you. And they're like, no, you're a bad guy. And then at the same time, he's being attacked by Craven going through trains. He's going through buildings. He's going all, right, he could try traverse to... the whole city, but Craven's just always there. A step like Spider-Man could be trying to help people and they could be like, I don't want your help. Yeah, and like yeah. attacking him while he's trying to run away because he's in, so he's going to get killed by this Craven guy. I wish that scene from the preview was in the movie. With the cops when he has that fight in that restaurant and then the cops are like, so are you the new Iron Man? He's like, no, oh, I'm too yes. busy doing your job. I did. I wrote that down. I did want that scene in there. That would have been so much better than the scene they have. Seems so, again, we talked about him going back to school seeming inconsequential. He the starts doing a yeah. fundraiser in a gymnasium. It's like, come on, really? And there's only like, what, 30 people? 
There'd be like a million there. people. Yeah. The most packed thing. His suit looks terrible, too. I mean, it looks terrible in that. I other. didn't realize it was him. I thought it was a Halloween costume. I thought they couldn't get him, so they dressed yeah. somebody else, and then it turns out to be him. I'm like, oh. Very Iron Man 2 of the suit. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, it's tough because I don't know what's the resentment for Craven. Not that every villain for this character has to have some kind of. I didn't love this stinger because it's not what I want, yearn to see. In and being movie. outed that like now he, he's a hermit on the run and i don't know that's not really what i want to see from a spider i don't movie. think they're gonna go that direction at all oh you think they'll do what they did in this just like get that mm. out of the way in the first five minutes he clears his name or nick fury's like no he's cool look we have this other evidence it shows otherwise he's fine i have no idea where it's going i really yeah. don't i it was really challenging it's also challenging because i don't know how he's gonna mesh with there's all these other is, what is he going to do with any other movies? Is he going to be a character in oh right, know, right, a right. sequel of any of Black Panther two? Will he pop up? Will he yeah. be in Captain Marvel two? Will he be in Guardians or something? I mean, he, there's no way he's in Guardians, but will he do they a, have a Captain Marvel two on the? I don't know release schedule or like will he show up in the Thor Guardian? They added no, a Thor four, Thor, which yeah, that makes that makes as Guardians of the Galaxy very unlikely. I think makes he's probably nervous. Two yeah. minutes or something. <sighs> I don't know what they're going to do with Venom, too. And I, that does, his world, Tom Hardy doesn't seem like they're like, we're going to cross those over at some point. No. It's like, I don't see those ever making meshing at all. And I also don't know what you do with Venom resentment-wise. And Do you ever yearn to watch that movie? They, which one? Venom. And now it's, I think that's on Stars, my favorite network of TV shows. I feel like every time I cross it, I'm like, I kind of want to watch that, even though it was bad. Very bad. <laughs> I would definitely fast forward and just watch Hardy. Yeah. I don't think I would watch much. There's a part of me like wants this. Like, yeah, there's definitely certain scenes I want to. Even it's almost like one of those train wreck movies. Like, I just I can't believe it. I want to. How well it did too. That's one of those ones that only did well. Internationally oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah. It did like gangbusters around the world. There was an article I found that was like basically describing the effects of the snap like what would things that you don't think about the movies kind of glossed over like and it, oh yeah like and it took it like really pretty seriously like you're talking about like reading an article about the politics of you know i thought it, to me it was kind of making it was pretty humorous um they, they described what the world would be like like it would, how long it would take to adjust from that five years it was like it's reasonable to assume that the first year or so would have been the worst with emergency services overstressed, agricultural and food shipments disrupted and the entire global economy crashing. <laughs> it's like, you don't even like, Oh yeah, I guess, I guess it would probably, that would probably happen. Um, wait, how do you feel like they didn't address that? Oh, wait, wait, that when everyone comes back or the five years, although they're like, so then five years later, the missing half of the world's population suddenly returned the, the Thanos' victims appear to have been restored in roughly the same places where they were killed, although let's assume people who were traveling by plane or boat when the decimation happened will have appeared on the nearest landmass rather than popping back into existence in the middle of the air or the ocean. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty nightmarish. Uh, also, wouldn't their, their apartments and beds and everything wouldn't still be there for them five years later? No, they're, they're like where would they democratic go? countries. They the half of your population who voted for the president might not be now there. Uh, you'd have new political systems that would have been created, and then. 
But right, you're not just coming back to your life as it was. Yeah. They went five years without you, and now you're coming back as you were. But then, right, think about it. Like, well, I don't have this apartment anymore. All your clothes yeah. I got rid of. Everything's so gone. Small. This, one, this one talks about the global economy would have had to adjust to the loss of half the world's population. That's the particularly the case with agriculture, with a reduced demand leading to reduced farming and less shipments of food traveling the globe. With the population migrating to new locations, many old shipping routes would have been completely discontinued. And then again, half the population returns and food supplies would have been insufficient to cope with the sudden and unexpected increase in mouths to feed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. Half of the people would have experienced five years of grief and loss and be struggling with the trauma of it all. The other half would suddenly skip five years of their loved one's lives. Children would have materialized in towns that would have been deserted. Their, grand their parents would have migrated away. Some people would have appeared to learn that their parents, grandparents, siblings, children died of natural causes without them there to say goodbye. Some people, some men, women would have remarried in the last five years. Then the original husband or wife is back. That's like a brother's situation with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Oh, wait, how could we mention? So Gyllenhaal now is in, this is the Spider-Man 2 of this franchise with Tom Holland, the Marvel. Uh, this is the third Spider-Man try. He actually, in the Tobey Maguire one, they had contract disputes and they couldn't bring Tobey Maguire back for Spider-Man 2. And they actually began filming with Jake Gyllenhaal playing Spider-Man in the original Spider-Man 2. And then they worked it out with... better. Yeah. yeah, probably. He's a better actor. But it was funny because then, yeah, the they work it out with Tobey Maguire. He comes back. But so Gyllenhaal has ties to Spider-Man sequels. He's Spider also younger too, right? Who, Gyllenhaal? Must be. He looked like a... That was his bubble boy phase, right? He would have looked like a really young like a kid. Teenager. It would have been perfect for Parker. Tommy Wire looked like he was 35 in that yeah. movie. Yeah, all of them, yeah. Which is funny, because then he's in Seabiscuit, and he looks like he's 13. Yeah. But I like this part, too. Uh, so imagine if a pilot in an airplane vanished right when the snap happened. He's like, there's, oh, there's over 10,000 airplanes in the sky at one time, so that would inevitably have happened... Countless times across the planet. Many of these planes would have crashed, killing everybody aboard who wasn't dusted. When the Hulk snapped his fingers, that pilot would presumably reappear on the ground with half of their passengers, the other half being dead for five years. On the ground, not in the air? Like they're there because they're yeah. assuming that they don't. If you're going to say that they don't, they're not just. They probably would be in the air. In the air. That would be funny. The people just appear in the air and start dropping out of the, the sky. And then he goes. Uh, this is he's like this isn't even this is like low end he's like driverless cars crashing killing their passengers people dying on the operating table because their surgeon had disappeared during surgery <laughs> <laughs> uh, fires raging out of control because the firefighters had vanished while they were trying to get the blaze under control wow they really put a lot of thought in this yeah nuclear plants going into meltdown after their most skilled workers were snuffed out or oil drilling platforms triggering environmental catastrophes because they were suddenly understaffed. Wow. This is cool. This shows you the importance yeah. of everybody and in society. And it shows you that this whole article is only basically saying is that the Avengers are actually terrible in what they do, that their decision is purely based off of Tony Stark making a trade-off. They don't even present it as a trade-off. They present it as they have to snap everybody back. It's the yeah. only way to go back in time and do it. Where instead of just undoing the snap by going back in time and never making it happen. Uh, they don't try to do that? 
No, oh, no, because he gets his daughter. And Tony Stark daughter. agreed to help reverse the snap if the Avengers have a specific aim, bring back everyone, but ensure that everyone else stayed the same. It was and understandable because he has a daughter he, that he loves and he doesn't want her to leave. Like, what father wouldn't choose their own ado- daughter versus, like, a, well, he wouldn't the be the only new father. There would be a lot of new people yes, in so that five like, years. Yes, so it's like the good of countless millions who were wiped out versus... It's a utilitarian trade yeah. in some ways. Hmm. Um, and so he's saying that, like, if they never present it that way. The Avengers are never like, wait, but there's all these people right, who were right, wiped right. out that we would be bringing, be bringing back. That... They really never get into that heavy stuff. That would have been better for them to not. I actually agree that they probably wouldn't have put that much thought into it, but that would have been cool to see after. Like, oh, yeah. we didn't think about yeah. all of. Them. I don't know if you could do that in a Spider-Man movie though. No, it's probably in it's a... way too heavy. Yeah. It's big stuff. Even the Marvel movie, that stuff sounds. Yeah, but it's interesting stuff dramatically to see. And also, the problem with that too is, you get into the minutia and the specifics of the, of snap, the snap which itself, i feel yeah. like was really smart that they, they probably didn't, didn't yeah. do but also at the same time i'm surprised as a moviegoer a lot of times you're yes. like wait that raises so many more, more questions, questions than you're answering and how does that work but i feel like with the avengers movies the luxury they have is there's so many characters and so much going on that they can't really address much of anything so you can you can gloss over i you didn't want to get into the logistics of no, the no, snap no, in no. the end game you're like, yeah, whatever, fine. You snap, they're gone. They snap, they come back, whatever. Yeah. I also liked the separate, but there was supposed to be a deleted scene in Avengers Endgame. And when it was coming back in theaters, they re-released to beat Avatar's theatrical box office run, which they actually re-released Avatar also, much yeah, later. In the, in Not the... a different one, though. I didn't know if that counted. If you release a movie with a additional different... footage, it's kind of a different movie now. That makes yeah. me think that shouldn't count towards the total of the other. I don't know. I don't know how what you do with that. I know. I don't think re-releases should count at all. It should yeah, be like we had your one release. run and it was a different run. Like, do you count Jurassic Park 25 years later re-released in theaters? Is I don't think so. That seems like a separate theatrical run. Because that's impressive in its own sense. Yes. You can re-release a movie and make a lot of money off yeah. it. Um, so they were... They were I, I wanted to see the re-release because I thought it was going to have the scene where Tony Stark... Because they filmed this scene. The Russos have talked about it. The director said... They filmed a scene where Tony, before he does the snap at the end to save everybody, uh, he goes to the soul world because that's what happens when you get the use the soul, soul stone. stone. Yeah, uh, he remember he travels and Gamora's there and she says, uh, "What did it cost?" And he's like, "Everything," you know, just to to, to balance the universe. So their version that this is supposed to be the scene with the thirteen reasons why star Catherine Langford. She was going to be Morgan, his daughter, Tony Stark's daughter, grown up aged uh like in the future basically so he's having this conversation with her as more of an adult so she can actually communicate with him and she what she would say i don't they don't this is like hypothesized because no one's seen it but they were like maybe she would say because gamora says what does it cost she says who did you save so it's kind of this dichotomy there between it's a great juxtaposition because thanos and tony stark are very similar Mm. they have a very similar like uh, mentality of trying to save or try to to they they both after somewhat these pursuits. Of, Wait, so of, they were gonna ask that question in the movie? I was like, hey, you a... didn't think about the other people that you lost. You're just saving no. me. Oh, what? No, the the Soul World scene would have had his daughter saying, "Who did you save?" Instead of so, it's instead of Gamora's version was, "What did it cost?" In Infinity War, then it kind of mirrored the movies, kind of mirror each but other. But what's the really answer well. to that question? Who did you save? He would Is... just said everybody. It would have been a perfect. 
Oh, everybody. Oh. Even though he didn't really. But I thought she was pointing it out to him, like, hey, you saved me. Thanks. And I'm growing up. But, like, what about all the other people? I thought that's what she was, like, <laughs> holding a mirror up to him. No, the <laughs> mirror would be that Thanos is. Because is, is, uh... <laughs> they were sent to people are thinking, like, it's an analog between. Uh, it, would, it would show you why Thanos is the villain and why. I forgot Iron Man about is the good that guy. Because he's War after saving then... people while Thanos is really about wiping out he even turns on the end he turns and becomes really villainous where he's just like i just want to mm. you guys to hurt like they're both more they do some acts that are like morally dubious you know but i think that there's an article where they're like thanos kills so that he can save the universe on his own terms whereas tony selflessly gives his life so that others may live in peace they removed it because test audiences were confused by it and it, it i'm happy it's not in it but i would have liked to seen the re-release have it in it because that's an awesome scene they better if that scene was actually out there they better they better I don't think it's a better movie, though. I think that would totally mess up the flow of that scene. I agree. I agree. Maybe, but maybe it's a post-credit scene where he's yeah. brought back. You can't put it in the same place if... I don't even remember that. That has to be in the re-release. That's what I'm saying. I liked that it wasn't in the movie, but it has to be in the re-release. The re-release is still a movie that then doesn't work as well. As a post-credit scene. Oh, as a post-credit scene. it doesn't scene. have a post-credit scene. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not in the play. Wait, so what was the scene, though? You it's said like that was only like hypothesis, Hulk. but people have seen that. It's like Hulk. More Hulk. Oh. He's in there and he's doing fun stuff. I don't know. Oh. I think it's pretty disappointing. And then the the article about the whole uh, the actual effects of the snap that was a that was a Screen Rant article. I want to give a shout out Thomas Bacon. He really put a lot of thought into that one. So thank you. Oh, offspring fun. of Francis Bacon, no doubt. Yes. Mm-hmm. The great thinkers, that family. Another episode of books. The Chains of Brothers. Cinematic Please subscribe. All right, that's enough. That'll be a wrap. The sequel discussion to be continued.